Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you into a championship Sunday edition of Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. That's right. There are just three games left in the National Football League, two of them being played this weekend in Kansas City and San Francisco Championship Sunday in the NFL. My name is Greg Frank. You can find me and all of my gambling picks at Undercover Greg on Twitter. Joined, as always, to preview this massive weekend in the NFL with my guy, Matt Siegel. You know him on gambling Twitter as at Showtime Cappers. Showtime joins us. We go twice a week. We had our midweek pod, which, by the way, was probably our best midweek pod yet as far as hitting the hardwood uh, both in the NBA and on the college hardwood. We killed it. Hope you guys were with us, uh, and we'll certainly be focusing more on basketball and hockey as the winter drags on with, as I said, just three more football games left. But, Matt, let's start right there. Three more games left. We got to enjoy them. How are we doing? Greg, I'm doing great, <clears throat> and thanks for tuning our horn. I'm really not done tuning our horn, Greg. I mean, what did we do on Wednesday? We had Georgetown outright at home as favorites, taking knocking down number 25, Crayon. We had South Carolina at home, six-and-a-half-point dogs. They went outright. Seton Hall we had with the points. They were not needed, Greg. They won outright at Butler. Alabama at home hands Auburn their first loss 
by 19 points. And later in the night, wasn't mentioned on the pod, I had a live big bet on Temple, knocked off Wichita by 12 points. One, two, three, four, five ranked teams went down, Greg. And let me tell you, I was on the right end of all five, and I know you were on the right end of some of them. Yes, yes, I was as well. I, I uh, had Alabama, I had, and maybe I'll have to uh, give back my degree to Temple because I did not take Temple against Wichita State. But as, a, as an alum, I was very happy over that win. Temple needed it, uh, figuring it is perhaps going to be on the NCAA bubble. Uh, so that win certainly uh, will hold some weight in about seven or eight weeks time when we close in on selection Sunday about two months from now. But the closest Sunday of note to sports fans is Super Bowl Sunday. And we'll find out the two teams that are playing on Super Bowl Sunday this weekend as it's championship Sunday in the National Football League. The AFC game features the upstart Tennessee Titans looking to win yet another road game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid trying to get to the Super Bowl for the first time with the Chiefs. And the NFC game, of course, the San Francisco 49ers have been the best team pretty much all, the whole way in the NFC. And they're hosting the number two seed, the Green Bay Packers. We're going to start... We're going to go chronologically, obviously. So we'll start in the AFC with the Chiefs and the Titans. And when we look at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, I think we are certainly seeing the Chiefs being respected. And then some seven, seven and a half at some shops, they are laying total of 53 in this game. And if you're with me, I hope you uh, stay with me through my handicap because I have I'm, I'm taking three different bets on this game. I like the side, and I do like the total, uh, but here is how I'm splitting up my bets. I'll get us started with a max play on the first half under 25 and a half. Temperatures, I live here in Minnesota, and I can tell you that throughout the uh, Midwest, there is some weather coming through uh, really all parts of the Midwest, including Kansas City. Some snow this weekend. Uh, it's going to be in the 20s at kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. And we have two quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes and uh, Ryan Tannehill that are not particularly uh, used to cold weather when you look at their careers. Obviously, Mahomes, pretty uh, you know youngster relative to uh, NFL standards. And so he has not played a ton of cold weather games in Kansas City. He's played a few, played a snow game this year against Denver and a cold weather game in the AFC Championship. But he's from Tyler to Texas Tech. Ryan Tannehill, also a Texas guy, went to Texas A&M for college and then went to the Miami Dolphins. So, Matt, before I continue with my handicap, I'm just curious, like, how much, especially this time of year when we know it's the dog days of winter, how much do you consider weather when handicapping football games? Um, <clears throat> Greg, I'm going to be honest. Temperature-wise, I consider zero, zero. Temperature-wise, zero. Rain, snow, sure. Uh, actual degrees, nothing. Okay, so that is where we're a little bit different there. I'm looking at this. I I'll tell you why, and the only reason why is, Greg, this is the AFC Championship game. This is the game right before the Super Bowl. So you're one step away from being... In the game, 
that you have a chance to accomplish your lifelong dream of. So essentially, you, you, you're one step away. I mean, not essentially, you are. Greg, these guys are so hyped up on adrenaline. People are like, oh my God, they're so crazy. They're not wearing undershirts. Greg, it's because they don't need it. Now, could it potentially, you know, affect a throwing hand? Maybe. But I don't factor it into when I'm placing my bet because both of these teams are playing in the same weather, right? You know, both of these teams are used to the cold. Now, I'll take a step back. Maybe if you have a team like the Miami Dolphins, so I guess we won't really— I I was going to take it a step further. I think it's pretty well known with the L.A. Rams and Jared Goff that he is horrible in cold weather. So, yeah, again, for someone who's living— so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna change my stance a little bit. Living full time in the warm weather, that's fine. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> in a big game like this, you know, I- I'm not blaming the weather for a-, a win or loss. So I'm not gonna blame or I'm not gonna use the weather on a who to pick the winner or loser. That would be like an icing on the cake for me. Like I like the Chiefs because of. X, Y, Z, W, I, oh yeah, and Ryan Tannehill is 0-8 in the cold. That would just be like a little sweetener for me. Sure, you know, understood. That wouldn't be anything I base anything off of. It would be nice to be on the right side, but if I like the Chiefs and then I find out that Mahomes is 0-8, well, you know what? Let me tell you, Greg, he's going to win one in cold weather eventually. So there's two ways to look at it. I don't factor it in too much. Rain and snow, Un- different story. Understood. Just something to consider. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I do think – that, uh, you know, conditions could be uh, a factor in the way this game is played. And I think that that plays to, to Tennessee, even though I, uh, I'll get to the side in a minute. I think that they are the ones we know we've seen Derrick Henry run up and down the field pretty much the entire NFL playoffs. So they're the ones that wouldn't mind if Greg, this game slowed yeah, down. I gotta ask you one question. Come on, you think Derrick Henry cares about the weather? That man no, is a beast. I'm that would be a good thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I understand, but like, look, is it, if it's warm, it, yo. So what, what if it was warm? What would that mean then to you? No, my my point is that well, if it was warm, I think there would just be a greater likelihood that this game becomes a track meet, which is not so good for Tennessee. Um, and so you know, there's a reason why. I think part of the reason why the Saints have been so dominant in that Superdome is because it's always great conditions for that offense, and they've always had a high-powered offense. So um, getting back to this game, though, uh, I I think that uh, the the cold will at least impact how the game begins. And then another reason why I like the first half under is that – Historically, in the NFL playoffs, when you have a team score the way Kansas City did last week, uh, those numbers are very hard to sustain week to week because in the playoffs, we know the old adage, defense wins championships. You're going to see good defenses on a weekly basis. And I know Kansas City's offense is outstanding, but history says that teams that score 40, 50 points are naturally good under bets the following week in the NFL playoffs. There's trends on it because, as I said, you have defenses that are maybe the reason those teams have gotten there and not necessarily the case for Tennessee. And while I know a lot of people are talking about Derrick Henry, 
let's not forget what that Tennessee defense did to Lamar Jackson last week. So I think that uh, there's just going to be a little bit of regression for Kansas City, and you see that more in the first half of this game. Uh, the playmakers, especially for Kansas City, is the reason why I don't want to play the full game under because – if Tennessee does have a lead in the second half, then you could see some more quick striking from Kansas City. But I do like the first half under because, I, as I said, I think the weather plays a little bit of a factor here. I think Tennessee is obviously going to look to be running the football early on. Uh, and I just expect some regression from Kansas City. So first half under is my first play. Matt, before I get to the side, I'll just ask you if you have anything on the total here. That way we can keep it going back and forth. Yeah, Greg, I, I hate to do this to you, but what I saw out of Kansas City, you know, I, I have to go with the over here. I really do. Over 53 here, Um, I, I just don't well, see. Like I said, I'm taking the under in the first half. Yeah, and I don't hate it for the reasons you said, and I think it's, you know, very likely. Um, I just think the Chiefs are clicking, you know, on all cylinders, Uh, you know, 30, uh, 51 points last week, you know, Dated back to the regular season, 31 against the Chargers, 26 against the Bears, 23 against against a Denver Broncos team, 23 on the road at New England. You know, I mean, I just really don't see how you're stopping this offense now that they have a, a full, healthy Tyreek Hill well, back. I mean, that, I that mean, man Some is, of those numbers you just said, if Tennessee keeps this game in the 20s, they can win. Yeah, but but I still think it would go over... 54 sure. or 53 is my point because like you said you know <clears throat> uh, if they get to 23 I, I find it really hard for the titans to win a close game here greg so if you're telling me the chiefs are putting up 24 and the titans won that game then i'm gonna go out on a limb and say the titans oh, dropped 35 and derrick henry ran all over them i i don't i'm not there's no way in hell i'm going on the record saying that Ryan Tannehill and the and the Tennessee Titans win a close game in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes and this Andy Reid team. They were just down 24 nothing. That is the thing that a championship run is made of. You are down on 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 divisional weekend at home out of the bye 24 nothing. You storm back and you win 51 to 31. That is something that that sparks a championship run. Now, granted, obviously, they're not a wild card team. They're no scrub. We know the Chiefs are great. But that's a kind of win that, to me, man, it, it just seems like it's Patrick Mahomes' time. He, you know, he fell short last year to a great Tom Brady team. Now he has it in the palm of his fingertips at home. So I find it really hard to believe that the Titans are going to win a close game. With that being said, I don't think the Titans have any chance at winning this game. Um, so I'm going to just go right into it. Now, I'm going to be honest. I, I I think that there's a chance that they can lose a close game. So I think that the number seven is a good number. I mean, look, this is these are the conference championship games. These numbers are perfect. They are spot on. And I I, I bet I would I would bet if I could that both of these games come down to drives in the end. That is the difference between who covers these games, the Titans or the Chiefs, or the Packers and the Niners. Because that's what happens when we get to this point in the year. Like, these are the four best teams. Now, if you think a team like the Ravens might be better than the Titans, you're wrong. They didn't get to this point. These are the four best teams in the NFL this year. 
And so these numbers are spot on, but I'm telling you, there's no way in hell the Kansas City Chiefs lose this game. Ooh. Well, I, that is where I have to step in because I have to disagree there. To say that there's no way is just disrespectful to a Titans team that just won in Baltimore, before that won in Foxborough. I mean, what more do they have to do to be proven to, to at least stand a chance here? I mean, it's just disrespectful to say that they don't have a chance. And especially if you think they're going to cover the seven, well, then this is going to come down to the wire. And we all know about Andy Reid's track record in these kinds of spots in close games. The Titans beat the Chiefs in a close game in the regular season. So I don't see why the Titans can't win now. I don't know why all of a sudden, because they've won back-to-back road games, why are we counting them out now? If anything, we have more data points. We have That's more fine. proof. Let me combat that with Greg. I'm not necessarily counting them out. I'm pushing all my chips into the middle on Patrick Mahomes. That is all I'm doing. I don't care who they're playing, right? I am pushing my chips in this game, Patrick Mahomes. This could have been, you know, another team. It doesn't matter. The Titans, I'm not disrespecting the Titans whatsoever. I'm not taking away from their accomplishments. And I just called them, of, of the of one of the four best teams in the NFL. They deserve to be where they are. But when push comes to shove in this game, give me Patrick Mahomes, Patrick, excuse me, Mahomes arm over Derrick Henry's legs. That's what this game comes Understood. down to, and I'm taking Patrick Mahomes arms arm at home arms. Give me both of his arms over both of Derrick Henry's legs. So uh, you said you're not you're, the 7 doesn't interest you though because you think it could be a right number so are you teasing them or, or- how are you playing Kansas City here? Um, so so I think uh, the best way to play Kansas City or here. Futures playing them on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, uh, the better way to, to play Kansas City here would be to bet them to win the Super Bowl. Um, because I, I believe they're going to win, like I said. And then you can deal with that Super Bowl bet. Um, when you, when you get down to it in, in, in two weeks from now, or obviously we can, we can evaluate and always take an open parlay, you know, with the chiefs being that that's a leg that I believe will win. So I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go on air and say, I, I haven't exactly decided how I'm going to play the game because I'm not in love with the number seven because sure. the, the Titans can run the ball and we've seen the chiefs, you know, early in the season, get run over by teams. Now, later in the season, they seem to clean up their run defense, but Derrick Henry is a train running off the track yeah. right now. They're well, going to put up points, and my best bet for the game, you haven't even let me get it to, Greg, that's Derrick Henry to score a touchdown. I don't care what goes on in this game, but you can bet that Derrick Henry will score what a touchdown. Kind of, uh, what kind of price tag you think in that? not going to be a good price tag, but that's the kind of price tag where I take it to the register and I don't even look. And I'm booking it because Derrick Henry will score a touchdown, whether that's a one yard touchdown run, whether that's a 40 yard touchdown trick play pass, whether that's a 12 yard run in the red zone, he will score a touchdown and you can bank on that. I promise you, Greg. Okay. So I'll finish my handicap. As I said, I like the uh, first half under 25 and a half is a max play for me. Now I have two other bets all at smaller units. For one unit, I am going to play the Titans plus seven. I just think the number is 
a little high, and I think the Titans can be in this game in the fourth right, gun quarter. Gun to my head, I'm pick. I'm taking the seven as well because at the end of the day, like I keep repeating, these are the four best teams. So you know, to give me a, a touchdown, I, I like it, but I still think Chiefs win. And that is where I will disagree with. I think the Titans keep this train rolling, and for half a unit, I am going to play the Titans on the money line. So uh, just so I'm clear. If I get the first half, because for me, this is where Matt and I differ. I, I just do one unit and max plays. Max plays are two units for me. So if I hit this first half under, I will automatically profit from this game. So just so people understand how I'm playing the game. Max play on first half under, one unit on Titans plus seven, and half a unit on the Titans money line. Because again, I just think the way that the Titans have been playing, why can't they keep this train moving? Why can't they run the ball? Remember, the Chiefs' run defense in the first half of the year was garbage, and why can't the Titans find themselves in a, in a close game? And yes, we know you want to talk about the Titans not winning a close game. Well, last week we thought that game was going to be close against Houston after Houston got up, and then the Chiefs really didn't have to respond late down the stretch. I mentioned the Chiefs' offense, how I think it regresses a little and why I like the first half under. Here's another stat to kind of go with the Chiefs' first half, first half, or well, not even first half under, why I like the Titans' side. Teams that score 40-plus points in a playoff game are 6-26 in 26 against the spread the following week. That goes all the way back since 1996. So we have almost uh, 25 years almost of a trend there uh, going on where that's pretty strong. Defenses normally are good in the playoffs, obviously. So if you score that many points one week, you can't expect it to continue. That's why I think the Titans are going to find themselves in a close game. And at, if you're going to give me plus 280 on the Titans' money line, if I think this game's going to be close, you better believe I'm going to nap that up. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, Greg, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, I think the Chiefs are win, but y you can't catch me at the window placing Chiefs' money line. I mean, obviously, if you're going straight money line, you know, it would be Titans or no play. And, you know, I'll even go out and say that. I, but I Understood. just don't. Okay. But I, I, you know, I'm not playing Chiefs on the money line solo. I'm not playing Chiefs minus seven. Like I said, my only bet so far on this game is Derrick Henry to score a touchdown. And, you know, I'm sure it's probably around minus 250 odds. It might even be higher than that, Greg. But to me, personally, that's the safest bet in this sure. in this game. You know, and obviously we'll dive into some 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 prop bets for entertainment on the day of of these big games like we always do. I don't have them necessarily settled yet, but something like, you know, Ryan Tannehill to score a touchdown. We've seen him run some in, you know, maybe a Tyreek Hill touchdown prop, something like that. But I, I, it's a tough game to bet spread-wise. To me, it's Titans are pass on the spread as well, but I just don't see the Chiefs losing this game. So there you have it. Derrick Henry, Matt, anytime touchdown scorer, excuse me, is minus 200, and I'm absolutely it's eating not that not as juicy as I would have expected then. So It really isn't, and I'm yeah. eating that up. Because let me tell you, Greg, if Derrick Henry doesn't score a touchdown, I think we can both agree the Titans are not winning. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so, so I do think Ryan Tannehill has, has a better game here. I think that, uh, you know, let's not forget, while he hasn't been needing to do much the last two weeks in the playoffs, down the stretch in the second half of the regular season, he was brilliant. So, Greg, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. I want to take that step back. 
I'm not knocking Ryan Tannehill. Oh, no, I, and I wasn't saying you were. He hasn't played bad at all. They just simply haven't needed him. Why? Because Derrick Henry in their running game has just been absolutely unstoppable. So, yeah, that's what happens when you have good coaching. You find something that works, and you keep at it. So there's, th- there is zero negativity on my end from Ryan Tannehill. But in my mind, you know, if Derrick Henry doesn't score a touchdown, I'm, what, is, is Ryan Tannehill throwing for four touchdowns here? Uh, Give me a break. Right. Uh, understood. Understood. So there you have it. Four plays on the game. Matt with Derrick Henry to score a touchdown at any time. I like a max play on first half under 25 and a half. One unit on Titans plus seven. And I will sprinkle that money line. Half a unit on the Tennessee Titans plus 280. Let's take a break. And then we'll head out west to the Bay Area for the NFC Championship game. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect length. I've had nothing but great experiences finding the perfect match with length and fit with Untuck It, and I hope you'll do the same. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use the promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. And use the promo code BLUE for 20% off. And we're back here on Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. Greg Frank, undercover Greg on Twitter for all of my gambling picks. Matt Siegel at Showtime Cappers on gambling Twitter for all of his picks. From the AFC to the NFC, where we will head west to the Bay Area in, uh, ironically, both these games. I don't know when the last time that's happened, where we have both games being regular season rematches on Championship Sunday. But that's the case here, as the Green Bay Packers are 7.5-point dog in Levi Stadium, a total of 46.5 in this game. Uh, uh, Matt, I'll let you start, since I started with the AFC game. Uh, how are you looking at playing this NFC game? <clears throat> Greg, so, I, I, you know, I'm actually, as I talk about it, I'm going to go slightly a little back on what I said before the commercial break. And when you asked me, how are you going to play the Chiefs? You know, during the commercial break, I sat and I thought to myself, how am I going to play the Chiefs? And this is how <laughs> I'm going to play them. So you're saying I ask good questions. Greg, you ask tremendous questions because not only did you figure out how to help me play the Chiefs, I now get to hit Twitter with a play. I will be playing the Chiefs and the 49ers on a parlay. Um, you can call me square. Excuse me. I, I, I guess I would tease them because the odds would be better at that point. Um, right. So, yeah, I tease them as a six-point teaser, get even odds on that teaser, and, and that's you know, why if, I will call you square because that's the better way to do it. And, 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 and when the Niners or Chiefs, when by one, I'll be crying that I didn't parlay them. (laughs) 
But nonetheless, I will do a six-point teaser. I will bring the Niners down to minus one and a half and the Chiefs minus one, and I'll be watching all game, waiting for one of these teams to only win the game by one. Um, <laughs> and so we'll everyone out there. And I know it's just, oh, it's so easy, both home teams. But, Greg, I just really think that they're just the better teams. They really are. It's really not about the home field advantage. We already spoke about the Chiefs. You know, obviously, I understand the Titans are tremendous. I didn't even get into, by the way, the Titans' um, awful secondary. So I know I'm going a little bit backwards. But their awful secondary hasn't really been exposed. And let me tell you, it's going to be exposed this weekend. But let's continue with the game that we're on right now. And for me, this comes down to one thing. It's Aaron Rodgers versus San Francisco 49ers. Who has a better game? Does Aaron Rodgers have an MVP, an Aaron Rodgers, a Superman performance? Yeah, or and do- it's funny you say that because the minute this game was set, I said, if Aaron Rodgers happens to win next week, it's a big win for his legacy because he's up against a monstrous defense here. Greg, I'm going to go as far as I say that these next two games, assuming he won this one, you know, I think he's already, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is already a Hall of Famer. But let me tell you, if Aaron Rodgers is in San Francisco 49ers, and then no matter who he plays, because if he plays a Titans team, I mean, look out. I mean, that's just a literal freight train of a team coming into the Super Bowl with probably the most momentum we've ever seen, maybe dating back to the Giants when they came in from the wild card and won the Super Bowl then. But literally, they are a freight train running downhill, and their freight train is Derrick Henry. And again, if the Chiefs come in, that's arguably one of the most lethal offenses, you know, we've seen in in recent years. So no matter who he would play in the Super Bowl, it would be a tremendous victory after pulling off a tremendous victory against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, you know, a Super Bowl team in them or Super Bowl champion Russell Wilson. And then obviously this San Francisco 49ers team, which, like you said, one of the best defensive fronts that we've seen in the NFL in recent years. Yeah. And, and and that's just really why I'm going with the Niners. This is not tennis, Greg. This is not golf. This is not even basketball. We do not have Kawhi Leonard out here for the other four players to jump ultimate on our back. And, and ki- say it again. I said ultimate team sport football. It is an ultimate team sport. It really is. Now, I mean, baseball is a team sport as well. But you can have a pitcher throw a no-hitter and hit a home run and win the game for his team. Or you can have a manager watch the replays and find out the signs. (laughs) Exactly. You can do a lot. In football, last I checked, Aaron Rodgers cannot pick the ball off from Jimmy G. Aaron Rodgers cannot force a fumble. Aaron Rodgers cannot tackle someone from and preventing them from getting into the end zone. It is one of the most frustrating sports because when you're on the other side of the ball, you have no way of controlling even a great defense lacking offense. It's just as frustrating to continuously get three and outs and just been thrown back on the field when your team can't move the ball. It is the most team sport, in my opinion, that we have. And that's why I'm simply picking the better team to win the game. Again, this is Aaron Rodgers. The greatness of him, which is why there is no way in hell I can lay this seven and a half. But at the end of the day, 
I don't see anything that shows that this Packers team is going to go into San Francisco or San Francisco and win this game. I really don't. Obviously, I'm Greg. This is really important, by the way, to note. And you haven't done it either. Neither of us, for everyone listening out there, have have brought up the regular season matchups between these two. Why? Because I absolutely could care less. And you know why? Aaron Rodgers well, can absolutely care less. I did bring up that the Titans beat the Chiefs in the regular season. But you didn't use it for your reason why. You're no, thinking no, it was just a little flaw. Not, it was just a little yeah, exactly. No one on either of these four teams cares or is thinking about that matchup. Because the only thing that matters is these games that are going on on Sunday. And you know what? Cool. You won by 40 points last time. That doesn't give you extra points to start this game. You both start at 0-0. And they know that. And they know how important this is. And for an Aaron Rodgers, I just think the pressure of this San Francisco defensive front will be too much for him to handle. Last week, we saw him make plays plays against the Seahawks D. And they got pressure, yes, Yes, but not as much as this San Francisco Niners defensive line will get. What else did we see how the Packers won that game? Well, the Seahawks struggled on those third downs that we've seen Russell Wilson and the Seahawks so magical on. Let me tell you, Greg, the 49ers, they don't play behind the sticks very often. They really don't. Their play calling is tremendous. They run motions on 75% of their plays. They lead the NFL in that. And why? Because it absolutely distracts the hell out of your defense. We saw it so blatant against the Vikings. The Vikings walked in here, and I was on record buying the Vikings train. And it's funny because I just literally flipped in one instance. I thought the Niners would be exposed. I thought we would find out who they really were. And let me tell you, they showed us who they really were, and that is the best all-around football team in the NFL. I totally agree. And I'm picking the San Francisco Niners to win this game. Like I said, my official plays for Sunday are going to tease the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And say what you want about Jimmy G, but he's doing exactly what we've seen plenty of quarterbacks do when they win the Super Bowl. And what is that, Greg? Manage the, the game. game. Yep. He does. Well, he, has he threw to that do. bad interception last week against Minnesota, but then they really guarded him, and they were able to because they had the lead, and they just ran the ball all second he half. He did. He did, and that was his only only mistake. Sure. Right? But they just do what they have to do. They play defense. They run the ball in your mouth. They have a three-headed monster, Coleman, M- Mostert, and Breda. They haven't even been using Breda. They have three different running backs who can – run it up the middle, to the right, to the left. They can get the ball to the running back in space. Yeah, they have- their line they- gets a good push for them. I mean, they've invested some draft picks in that line. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, they have extra offensive linemen in George Kittle. Find me another sure. tight end that blocks yeah. like George Kittle. I can find you multiple offensive linemen that don't block as well as George Kittle. He's an absolute beast. Find me the first time or find me a time where George Kittle – Went down on the first tackle. Good luck, Green Bay Packers. This man simply gets extra 
first downs. He gets he's averaging 11 yards after the catch. That's absolutely absurd, Greg. You know what that means? When Jimmy G throws a four-yard pass, it's going for 15 yards on average because of George Kittle. That is absurd. The Packers, they have Devontae Adams. The Niners figure out how to take away Devontae Adams, and the Packers will get blown out just like they did earlier in the season. And that's that. Yeah, I know we had some disagreement there on the side on the first game a little bit. Uh, but I like the uh, – I'm with you here uh, as far as the side. And I will lay the 7.5 to back San Francisco. Matter of fact, I booked this at 7 for a max play at minus $1.15. Um, I, I, and you know what? I, I would still – I know – I, and I am a believer that every half point matters, but I would still, if your book is dealing a seven and a half on this game, which it probably is, I would still lay it to back San Francisco. Another trend that I like in this game, uh, we've seen 17 previous outcomes in the playoffs of a rematch in the regular season. And listen, just go with me on this because I am not putting a ton of stock into that game either, but I just think this trend is noteworthy. 17 previous instances in which there was a rematch in the playoffs of a game in which the regular season uh, was decided by at least 20 points. And in those previous 17, the team that lost by 20 points is five and 12 against the spread in the playoff rematch and three and 14 straight up. And so to me, what that says is there is just a huge gap between those two teams that cannot be uh, bridged within one season. So while the Packers are undoubtedly a different team uh, and, and probably better than they were two months ago when this game was played, I just think when you lose that badly, it's a, it, it, there's something systematic there where the team that you lose to is just on another level. And that's why that trend, I think, has been so strong and why I think it continues here. And let's not forget, Green Bay has been outgained by its opponents on the year. Hard to fathom that a team gets outgained uh, on the year is still alive on Championship Sunday. That's pretty crazy. And eventually, I still believe that that will catch up to you. I, I think we were both kind of talking about how last week Green Bay and Seattle were kind of more than kind of overrated, and that yeah, they had quarterbacks that kind of bailed them out at times. Well, guess what? Against San Francisco, I do not see Aaron Rodgers. Bailing out the Packers, I don't see any reason why Green Bay. I'm sorry, why San Francisco can't play a similar game to the way it played last week against Minnesota. And I think that San Francisco wins this game pretty comfortably by two scores at least. Uh, 49ers go to the Super Bowl. And I also want to point out if you're playing futures this weekend, if you like San Francisco, yes, I would lay the points, but. I don't blame you. You can get them at plus $1.65 pretty much to win the Super Bowl. And that, that's the number two odds behind the Chiefs. If you're interested in the 49ers, I would absolutely look at that price tag. Because if the Chiefs do lose, like I think they will, then all of a sudden that money line in the Super Bowl is going to flip drastically. We're seeing look-ahead lines on San Francisco. If they do play Kansas City, look-ahead is a two-and-a-half-point underdog. If they play Tennessee, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. So that's a touchdown swing. So if you like San Francisco uh, in this game, I would lay the points, but I would also look at betting them to win the Super Bowl because 
if Kansas City happens to lose, then you get a huge swing in price. So it would be good to be ahead of that and be holding San Francisco plus 165 on the money line if it does happen to be the 49ers and the Titans in the Super Bowl. But Matt, for, as far as this game goes, completely agree. 49ers. And if I had to play the total, I would go over in the first half because I do think that there's a chance we see Kyle Shannon, kind of like you were saying, how Jimmy G has been asked to manage the game, right? And isn't that kind of the book on him? Like, oh, just don't screw it up. Well, Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. I think he's going to mix in a trick play somewhere in this first half because everybody just expects San Francisco to run, 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 run. And they might be able to do that and win this game. But I think there is going to be that quick score. We saw George Kittle hit a deep touchdown against Green Bay in the regular season, whether it's Kittle or Debo Samuel or Emmanuel Sanders. I think somebody's going to hit a big play for the 49ers in the first half. Yeah, I mean, Greg, just to wrap it up, look, I was on the Packers minus four against the Seahawks as a max bet. This is going to be real simple, and this is going to show you exactly why I'm telling you that the Niners will win this game and and, and probably cover, but I'm just I just prefer the teaser. But I, I don't hate... I would play the Niners minus seven. I wouldn't play the Chiefs minus seven, just to put it on the record. Um, okay. But I took the Packers last week because that matchup was Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Nothing else mattered, in my opinion. Everything uh, yeah, right, else exactly. was similar. They have similar skill players, similar level defense, similar kickers, whatever. Pete Carroll, yeah, you can miss me with all that. It was Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, Russell Wilson, where he was 0-3 in his career. And I said, Russell Wilson's luck is going to run out, and Aaron Rodgers at home will make the plays to win that game. And sure enough, what did that game come down to? Aaron Rodgers making two Aaron Rodgers-like throws, literally handing the ball off to his receivers 30 yards down the field to ice the game and get the first down. Now, this game is Aaron Rodgers versus the San Francisco 49ers. And you know who wins a one on 60 battle? Not the one. Unless, uh, you know, unless you're Superman and Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. You're not Superman in this game. San Francisco 49ers win this game and we're going to have a hell of a Super Bowl between the Chiefs and 49ers. Well, there you go. I like the 49ers as well. Max play on the 49ers minus the 7 and I'll be that guy. I think that the magical Super Bowl that everybody's hoping for is going to get ruined, uh, and I'll take the Titans. As I said, I'm sprinkling that money line, and I wouldn't do it. that guy, Greg, huh? I am that guy. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it could happen. Titans and 49ers is what I think we're going to see in South Beach. Matt, any final words? Titans, 49ers, who wins? Ah, 49ers. I've been on their train for, really, I bet them over eight and a half wins at plus 140. I've been behind them since August, so uh, I firmly think that they're going to end end it now uh, with two more wins. And I guess for you, uh, 49ers and Chiefs, you would lean to 49ers? No. Chiefs win. Andy Reid's time to shine. Patrick Mahomes rises to the occasion. Jimmy G falls oh, that short. Oh, change your mind then, because we talked on Wednesday, and we both agreed the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, we did, and I changed my mind. Patrick Mahomes, give me him. Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. There's no going back. All I mean, right. Granted, yeah. granted, granted, you know, obviously, bearing any injuries to either team. Well, these sure. Weekend, but <laughs> I, 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 what I saw, and I, I know I even said 49ers on Wednesday, but what I saw out of the Chiefs was 
just absolutely magical. It, it, it was. I, I don't care how early in the game it was. I don't care Homer Road. 24 nothing. They didn't quit. They battled back. Not only they battled back, they smacked the Texans. The Chiefs are walking in here, and and they're running through the Titans, and they're running through the Niners, and Patrick Mahomes is going to win Super Bowl MVP. Matt, always fun, and hey, whether we're right, wrong, or somewhere in between, we'll have a Super Bowl to talk about in a few weeks' time, and we'll certainly be breaking it down here on Full Slate. Matt, enjoy your weekend. Same to you, Greg. Everybody, also, our listeners, of course, enjoy your weekends as well. Enjoy two of the final three football games of the year to gamble on. Of course, please play responsibly. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.